So in this case, again, we're going back on the question of whether you can assume things changed or didn't change. In yesterday's sugyot, we were discussing the case where you had lent money to the Kayin Levi and you wanted to take off from that. The question is, is the Kayin Levi alive? Is the Yoni still rich? Here we're going to a more basic case of Trumas or Mises, which is that you have some Teva that you keep in your house for emergency situations. Okay, you can have emergency situations where you want to be able to take off Trumas or Mises from something, but you either need all the food that you have there, so you don't want to take off 10% or whatever it is for Trumas or Mises, so you'd rather take off from what you have in your house. Now, Tysus points out, generally speaking, at least by Trumas and Mises, for sure, of Mycerician, we have a din of Minamukov. You're not supposed to do this. You're only supposed to take off Trumas and Mises from what you have available in front of you, not from some other pile that you have in the house. However, Tysus says, an Arab Shabbos, Arab Yontif, where you're stuck, and therefore you're not going to be able to take off Trumas and Mises on Shabbos, so Chazal or Mekel and said you can do it Shaloi Minamukov. Shaloi Minamukov always works. Here, even the Chathchid, we allow to do it if you're stuck on Arab Shabbos or Arab Yontif. So, you leave a pile of Tevel in your house, and you say on this pile of Tevel, so if I ever need, I'll make a little bit of a truma on something else that I have in my hotel room. And I'll make a little bit of it Mycerician on something else. You have to keep a Cheshvin, an Excel spreadsheet, so you know exactly what's what, and that's all fine and good. But, says the Mishnah, or, so you have a coin. Everybody has this in Israel. You have a coin, uh, and if you ever buy anything which requires Trumas or Mises to be taken off, so if it's a year of Mycer Shani, so you have to be pointed at Mycer Shani. So you have a coin at home, and you just go ahead and say, okay, I have in mind that that coin, some amount of that coin should be used for the pigeon Mycer Shani. Mycer Shani, there is no Dimina Mukov. So Mycer Shani, of course, you could always do this even the Chathchila. So that's no problem. However, says the Mishnah, how do you know that that pile of Tevel that you left at home is still there? How do you know that that coin was not taken by one of your kids and they went shopping with it? How do you know? And I'm sure that's happened. Tape on it. I put tape on it, yeah. Okay, so take the tape off. Okay, so it says the, it says the Mishnah that you can, we, have a din called, we have a din called Chazaka, and the din of Chazaka says, if I left it in a usable form and I left the money there somewhere, we can assume it stayed the same. Okay, so that's the basic halacha, what we call Cheskakama, ches right? The first Chazaka, that anything, the, the Chazaka of the original status, whatever the original status was, we assume that original status cha- stays that way until we know otherwise. This is a luck we have in Kol Terakula. However, says the Mishnah, Imavdu, let's say you talk and go home at the end of the day, end of the week, and you go to just make sure all the Trumas and Maestros that you have there are more fresh, and you see that the pile of Trumas and Maestros, or the table that you left, is gone. Right? It's gone, or it rotted, maybe it rotted, maybe somebody ate it, who knows, but it's not usable. Or the coin is gone, it's not there. So what do you do? So, says the Mishnah, raise a chayshish me ace le ace. Rabbi Elazar says, you have to be chayshish me ace le ace. Ace le ace means a 24-hour period. So the question is, obviously, that when you left this, this pile of tevua, it was fine. When you come back now, it was not. It's gone. It's eaten up. It's, it's not usable. So at what point in time did it change status? At what point in time did it become unavailable for you to take Jewish Mitzvahs? And which of the piles of Tevel that you, you, that you took off Jewish Mitzvahs from this pile are now back to being Tevel because they never had proper Jewish Mitzvahs taken off? Says the Belazer, you have to worry me ace la ace. What does that mean? Hold on, the Gemara will explain. Now, according to this Tanakhama, it sounds like you don't really have to go check. 
right? You can assume it's in good condition. At some point, when you do decide to check, and then you find that it's rotted or eaten or not available, that's when you have to worry. May a slays. Says Rabbi Huda, though, it's not so simple. Yes. You said you have a pile. So what happens if only the top top part is? is, is uh, that's full. a good question. I mean, it depends what it is, and it depends how much you took off, and it depends what each one according to its cheshbon. Rabbi Huda, Imer, b'shleisha prakim b'itkim esayayin. Rabbi Huda says, though, by certain things we'll see anything more other objects by wine. Three different times during the year, you need to check to make sure that it hasn't spoiled. Wine could spoil easily. Wine could turn into vinegar and get and get not uh, not royal achila anymore. And then you cannot take it off for trumas or meisers. Also, the halachas you're not supposed to take mira leyafa. You're not supposed to mix and match different minim when you're taking off trumas and meisers. So if the wine is not in a normal edible status, you're not supposed to use that for trumas and meisers at all. So Yehuda says there's three times during the year where you're supposed to check the wine to make sure that it is still drinkable and it's still wine, so that you could use it again using a barrel of tevel to take off your trumas and meisers. What are they? Bekidum shel moitze hachag. Kidum doesn't mean before. Kidum means when the easterly wind blows on Matzei Sukkot. So sometime in the early fall after Sukkot, when it starts getting a little bit cold, it sounds like. So when this wind blows, that is a time where the wine might spoil. And therefore, you should go ahead and check your wine barrels to see, make sure they're all in the proper status. And by Tzosa Smother. This is really tying the status of the wine to the process of growing grapes. When you grow grapes, so during the winter, at least in Israel, so during the winter months, the grape vines are just nothing. You've seen them. They just, they cut them down to little stubs, and they're not alive. They're alive, obviously, but they're not active at all. Sometime around February, March, the branches of the vine start to grow, and during March or April, you start getting leaves, and then from the leaves, you see a little flower. At some point, that flower falls off, and you start to see little tiny, teeny-weeny little green dots, which will eventually become the grapes, okay? So those little dots are called smother, okay? So at that stage, which is here in Israel, sometime in April, or in March or April, sometime into May, depending on when, it, when the different grapes are and, when, and the season, uh, but generally around that time frame, in the, er, in the spring, that's when the flowers fall off and the smother grows. So now, this, the fact that smother grows has nothing to do with the status of the wine in your barrels in the... In, in the in your, in your storehouse, obviously. It's just a time frame when you should go, based on the weather changes, where you should go check that. So this would be around the April time frame. The next time you should check this is about a month later, which is usually around the May time frame, when the actual tiny little grapes start growing more and filling up with liquid inside of them. Uh, and then depending on the type of grape it is, or depending on the type of wine you're trying to make, you might pick them in June, you might pick them in July, you might pick them in August, depending on, on, on it. But the beginning of that process, when those little tiny grapes, those smother, turn into bicer and start filling up with liquid, that is another time where the weather is changing and you might want to check, says it either you should check the status of your wine. So this is just a technical detail of when it's advisable to go check the status of the wine that you have that you're using for your trimus and mices. Says the more, my slays. When the Rebelazer said that you, if you find it spoiled, you find it ruined, you find it not available, you have to worry 24 hours, may slays. What does that mean? Two ideas. says, we have a chazaka. The chazaka says, when I left it here a month and a half ago, it was in fine condition. We can rely on that chazaka all the way up to 24 hours before I found it ruined. So even though we have what we call, we say now it is missing and now it is ruined, we only assume it was ruined 24 hours back. 
It's mashma from Rashi. It's a dindra banan. On a derisa level, you'd be able to rely on the original chazaka and assume it was always good until you find it bad. But there are banan where machmir, and we say that the last twenty-four hours, if you use these piles to take off trumas and rice from somewhere else, for this, not for for this, for somewhere else. Within the last 24 hours, you need to assume that that is no good and you have to retake off the trumas and mice. Rebelazer ben Antignus, I remember Rebelazer ben Yanai, me'es leis lahashal hanokha, the opposite. You actually go all the way back and we push the matzav now back up till the 24 hours after you left it. So the first 24 hours after you left it, you can assume they are good Anything after that, again, we have to be machmir and assume that they are bad, because we assume the matzav now goes back, and whatever you found now, that's the way it was up till 24 hours then. So it's a question of what the cutoff point is. 24 hours before when you left it, or 24 hours from when you found it in a bad status. Tonight, so how do you read our Mishnah? The Mishnah says, You have to be chayshish, and it sounds like that means for a 24-hour period. So there's more bishma the memay say shall badika mean from now backwards twenty four hours. So shapir, that nusuk sounds good because you're being you're actually only have to be worried about this for twenty four hours. Whereas Amandim May Slay Shalanocha, you're actually being chashish all the way back to last month. Uh, not including the first 24 hours, but everything else you are. So, it shouldn't say for 24 hours. It should say, ad, it should say until 24 hours. Because you're actually being chayshish for weeks and weeks and weeks. You're only not being chayshish for the first 24 hours. So, the Nusrach Mishnah is a little bit hard to read according to that version. The Nusrach Mishnah is definitely more mashma. That's the last 24 hours, not the first 24 hours that are okay. That's a little bit schwer, but the doesn't seem to think it's that serious. So, in, in the, I, I don't know, but in the last Masechet from Shas, is this Mechloik also being brought up? This is everywhere. This is everywhere. Yeah, we'll, see we'll see in a second. We'll see in a second. Divrei Rebelazer. So we said, this is Shitas Rebelazer. Amar Rebelazer. Now there's two Rebelazers here. Don't get confused. Rashi points out. The Rebelazer in the Gemara, the Amira, is Rebelazer ben Pidas. And the Belazar, the Tana, is the Belazar ben Shamua. Okay, they happen to be both called the Belazar generically. But one is a Tana, one is an Amir. Obviously, in our mission, it's a Tana. Here, the Gemara is the Amir, Belazar ben Pedas, who's referring back to Belazar ben Shamua. So, Amar Belazar, Chalukulav Chaver of our Belazar. This halacha, the Belazar says in our Mishnah, that you only worry 24 hours, whether it's 24 hours back or 24 hours, or up to 24 hours, whatever shot you want to go with, that is not so simple. And many, many Tanoim disagree with the Belazar from our Mishnah. This is not, we have the Mishnah which is quoted many, many times in Shas, uh, especially it's in Gemar Nida as well, of course, on Daf Beis. Mikvah Shenimda Venimtsachasar, classic case. We have a mikvah that was 40 saw, so it was a kosher mikvah. And people were going to the mikvah, being toivel in it, being toivel kalim in it, all very fine and good. Two weeks later, the Rav comes and checks, and the mikvah is not 40 saw. Mikvah is 38 saw. So the question is, at what point did those two did the water degrade and now the mikvah was not a kosher mikvah? We have over here the same type of structure. We have a chazaka that says the mikvah was 40 saw. Mitzad Sheni, we have now that is chaser lefanecha. Right now it's missing. So if right now it's missing, maybe it was missing the whole time. In this case, you also have another issue, which we also have by the Chumach, we didn't point out, which we, is, we in this case, by the mikvah, you have the chazchezkas tumah of the person or kalim that you're putting into the mikvah. So they were tame. The question is, when you tevil them, did they become tar or not? So they have a chazaka that says that they are not tahar, they remain tame. Same thing by, truthfully, by the truma, we have the same issue. The question is, was the original truma there 
did it say in status or not, whatever you were taking off Tevel on for that Tevel, that Tevel had a chazaka of being Tevel. So it's the exact same structure, lumdus-wise, as our previous case. And according to Belazar, we should say in this case the same idea, that anybody who went to the mikvah in the last 24 hours is a suffolk. Anybody before, we have a chazaka. Or the other pshat would say, anybody who went to the mikvah in the first 24 hours is fine. Anybody who went in the last, the, since then would be a suffolk. Okay? So that would be l'chaira, what Rebelezer would, would apply to the case of the mikvah. What does the mission by mikvah say? Kol toyers taharis, shenasu agabla mafreya, everything. Limafreya, beimr shusriyacha, beimr shusriyama So first of all, the mission is telling you one alacha. That we don't do Rebbe We say, what we have over here, where we have a tarti l'reyesa. We have A, the mikvah's chasa l'fanecha, and B, all the things that were tevil in it have a chesgas tumah. So those two aspects of chazaka are stronger than the original chazaka kama that we have, and therefore we assume everything was bad, and everything we're tevil in the mikvah would be bad. The parallel halacha in our mission would be that everything you took off Trumas or Mises, even the 24 hours in the beginning, everything is no good and you have to take off Trumas or Mises again. So that clearly argues on the Shittas of Belazar. And Belazar, whatever Belazar says over there, he would say over here as well, 24 hours on one of the two directions. So this is clearly a machlaik estonayim. The Mishnah had, had thrown in this halacha, because generally speaking, we have a halacha, we look to the Gemara and Saita, that suffolk tumor b'rshus rabim is tahar. However, says Rashi, that's only when it's a suffix if it was tame or not. If it was tame, but you're not sure if it became tahar, then we do not apply the rule of suffix to Bashasram Tar, and therefore this would be with regular Dini Chazok. Says Mapshita, so what's Rebbe Lazar ben Padas teaching me? Obviously, we can see that that Mishnah is arguing on our Mishnah. Says Mapshita the Chalkin, maybe when he said in the Mikvah, in the Mishnah, Mikvah Shinim Devanitzer Chasser Kotan Shinasu Agab of the Mafreya, our Tameh, maybe that Mishnah also meant the Mafreya 24 hours, whichever version you want to go with. Kamash that no, it does not mean 24 hours. If it meant that, it would have said that. And actually, it means all the time, and therefore, it is arguing on our Mishnah. Okay. Now that you made it through that, we get a little bit of Agata to the finish off the pack. Yeah. Rabbi Yudad said in the Mishnah that three times during the year you should check the status of your wine, and those three times somewhat correlated to the growing process of grapes. Tona, Bekidim Shomatzechagshotekufa. First of all, that which you should check it on Matzei. And Matzei Sukkis, when it becomes windy, that is only shell Tukufa. That is only when, again, the Tukufa switches between the summer, the seasons, the summer and the fall, we would call it on September 21st, like the, the equinox, but that could fall before Sukkis, after Sukkis, depending on you know the, the, the year when it falls out. Uh, we have a halacha, we have a slightly different version of what that Tukufa is, but it doesn't matter. If we're talking about that the summer extended, so Sukkis is early, then you would not be checking Matzei Sukkot. Because this the whole idea of checking here is when the weather changes. If the weather did not yet change, then there's no reason to check. So it's only if it's Shalta Kufa, if you've already entered into what we call the Stav, the fall month, then you would want to check this. Tani Budaimer, that was by wine. There are three times during the year where you should sell your tvua. We'll see exactly what that means in a minute. Because again, the, the season, seemingly the season change and the, the, the tvua could get ruined if you don't get rid of it. Before you plant the, obviously the next crops. When it's growing. Means the weeks before Pesach. The weeks before Pesach is also a good time. Maybe people need it then also if they're going to be making matzah. So that would be also a good time to sell. Three times a year you want to sell 
your wine. Now here it doesn't seem to be so much a spoilage issue. Over here it seems to be a good time to sell from a marketplace issue. But Prasa Pesach, Prasa Tzerech, Prasa Chag. Obviously before Yontif, people want wine, so it's a good time to go and sell it. And oil, after, during the summertime, that would be a good time to sell that after Shuas. So the my what is he, I mean, Behuda's teaching you an economics lesson? What, what is Behuda teaching me over here? Right, we, we, we're not learning uh, economics. The question is, when you have a partnership, so, and you, the time has come to sell the crops that you have in a partnership, so if you don't have a partnership, it's up to you, you sell whenever you feel like selling it. But if you have a partner, so theoretically, you have to both agree before you can sell the thing to get the money. However, says Yehuda, if you've come these various different times during the year with these various different crops, then you don't have to ask the shutif before you sell it all. These are predetermined times where it's a good time to sell and get a good profit, and you do not have to ask the shutif if the shutif's not here or whatever it is. You can go ahead and sell, and then of course you give him the, whatever profits he makes. But he cannot be mevatel that mechira based on the fact that he didn't agree because this is already predetermined times by Chazal. What if you don't sell it during these particular times, but it's last year's crops, last year's wine? So, call Yuma After these times already, then already every day is, is a proper time to sell it because it's just going to get worse. It's not going to get better. It says in the Pasuk in Yoyna, it says, When the sun came up all the way at the end of Sefer Yoyna, so he's standing out there on the beach and the sun is beating down on him. It says, And Hashem made blow a easterly wind, that was something called Harishit. And then the Pasuk says, The sun beat down on him, and he fainted. That's what the Pasuk says. And he wanted to commit suicide and die. So what is this Ruach Kodim Charishit? My Charishit. We talked over here about this wind that we had just discussed in the Mishnah. So the Gemara brings it to Derech Hagav. What does it mean Charishit? What's the word? What's the Sherish? I'm going to the B'Shoshem and Hashemis. When this easterly wind blows, Oisit Tlamim Tlamim Bayam. The word Charishit is Velosan Charisha. When you plow, you make furrows in the ground. So here also, this wind is very strong, and it makes like what furrows, waves in the ocean. If it blows a very nice wind, maybe even too strong, but it's blowing a very strong wind, and now with this Ruach Kodim Charishis. Now, says, wait a second, I'm only Rabbi. If that's the Pshat in this strong wind, the next, pasuk, the next words in the Pasuk say, if it was so hot that he fainted. If there was a nice cool breeze, why is he fainting? It doesn't make any sense in the context of the Pasuk. So we, living here in Eretz Israel, already know the answer, right? When the hot Sharav wind blows, right, that's the worst situation, and you can faint more than anything else, and it shuts down, Harishis' Velakin of quiet, it shuts down all the other winds. We're going to see in the Gemara right away. There are different winds that blow different times of the year and different times of the day even, and they each provide a, be- a benefit of, a t- of different type. When this strong easterly wind blows, it quiets, it overpowers all the other wind, and you just get like a hot blow dryer in your face, like we've seen, um, and that is actually what caused Yonah to faint. And that's shot in the puzzle. The puzzle says in Eoiv, you're very hot in your clothes. When it quiets the other winds, when it quiets the southerly winds by, by this strong easterly wind, that is going to be trouble. When are you hot? When it's quieted the other winds. It shuts down all the other winds. 
Havayasvi, they were sitting around. So this person Geniva, now we had Geniva earlier in the Masechta. Geniva was the one who started up with Marukva. And he so started up with him, if you remember on Dav Zayin, Marukva had sent a letter asking permission to get rid of him or daven against him. And they said, no, don't worry, the Baruch Hashem will take care of him. And he said, it's getting crazy, what do I do? He said, don't worry. And at the end, Geniva got arrested. Okay? Geniva gets arrested, he's sentenced to death. It wasn't clear in that Gemara, is this a good guy, is this a bad guy? Like, what's the deal with this Geneva? So here we go. So they were sitting, and comes Geneva by him, same one. Omar Chad Lechavri, so the other one said, Nekem Ekamei, he's a Tamal Chacham. Right, so we have to stand up for him. Okay, so this gives us a whole new context to who this Geneva person was. So the Barayin, he knows how to pasch, he's a Paisik. Omar Yidach, the other one said, Mekamei, Pal Go'o Nekem, we're going to stand up in front of this person who creates tremendous machlaikas. He had huge fights with Marukfa to the point where Marukfa wanted him arrested by the Reish Kalusa. So he might be a big Paisik, but he's a Nudnik of some sort, and, and I'm not going to give him cover. So the Iu Gabayu. Uh oh, Geneva shows up. He hears the, oh, Tuz Mechamim. He thinks he's a big Tamachacham also, obviously. So he comes to Shmuz with them. So Amalu Bamayasikisu. No, what are you holding? What's the Sugi? What are you learning? So Amalu Baruchais. Amrulai Baruchais. They said, we're learning about the Ruchais, the different winds. He says, oh, I got Torah for that. So Amalu Hachi Amarav Chanam Barav Amarav. I heard Bashem Rav. Dalad Ruchais Menasheves Bechoyem. There's four winds comes from all four directions every day. For Ruach Tzafainis Menasheves Mkulam. The northerly wind, even we just said the easterly wind can be very strong, the northerly wind is actually very peaceful, Rashi says. It's Noach, Rashi says, and it actually, it's not hot, it's not cold, and therefore the northerly wind is sort of the, the neutral aspect over here. Okay. If it wasn't the fact that the northerly wind combined with the other direction wind, the world would not be able to survive, and that was the terror he heard from Ralph. And he said, the southerly wind is the worst. Okay, it seems to be a little different. We just talked about the easterly. We used to talk about the southerly. If it wasn't for this Malach, Rashi says, who's called Benetz, looks like a giant bird, the southerly wind would destroy everything. And the Pasuk says, Pasuk says in Eev as well, the Pasuk says, yeah, nets is a giant bird, or vulture, or hawk, whatever it is. So, from your wisdom, there will be such a net. Yifresh of the Teiman. It spreads its wings to the south, meaning to block the southerly wind. So, again, this is some sort of malach of some sort, Rashi says. And therefore, we need that to be. So, we want to have the northerly wind. We do not want to have so much of the southerly wind. To be a in order to avoid that. Oh, that's a good thing. Very good. Rava of Nachman Bar Yitzchak. Have a Keep track of the names over here. So Rava and of Nachman Bar Yitzchak were sitting. Have a Ozil, Rav Nachman Bar Yaakov. So Nachman Yaakov passed by, but they weren't, did not know it was of Nachman Bar Yaakov at this point because the Yasi Begohurka de Dava. He was like in a golden chariot. So they couldn't see in. They had like tinted windows, you know, so they couldn't see in. <laughs> the parasol is It was covered over with some fancy, fancy kind of uh, cloth of some sort, indicating some sort of malchus or eshkalusa orientation, government official in a limousine. Okay? So they couldn't see it was. So Rav was like, hey, Rav said, oh, a politician. I don't know who it is. I got to go, you know, say Shalom Aleichem to a politician. Rav Nachmar Yitzchak said, I don't need politicians. Why? Amar Dilma Mi'inchi Debe I assume that Rav is going to shake hands with the politician from Reish Galusa. Rav Rav doesn't have good connections in the Reish Galusa, and therefore if he has an opportunity to meet somebody, he's going to go meet him. I'm not. Rashi says he was Chassan de Ben He was already married into the family, uh, either actually or he had Ksharm over there, and therefore I already have all my political connections. I don't need to go see him. 
Rav gets close and he rolls down the window, push the button, whatever it is, and he sees it's a Nachim Ooh, Nachim that's different already. Now that's a Tamachachim. Let me go see what's going on. So they both went to see him. I guess when he rolled down the window and the air conditioning wasn't working so well once he opened the window, so it got very hot. So he rolled up his sleeve and he said an expression, Shadyo Noshev. Right, this shade, this uh, this malach of this horrible hot wind is blowing on me. And if he rolled up his sleeve, so they started talking about the wind. Amarava, hachi amarava. Heard b'shem rav, isha mapelaspoi. This wind is so dangerous that it can cause a woman to have a miscarriage. We'll see from a pasuk. Shmuel amar, afil mar galit shebiyamar kevespoi. Even a pearl inside of a, an oyster can get ruined from such a wind. Even if she's not even pregnant yet, or she just about just became pregnant, that could also cause be a damage based from this from this wind. or maybe yeah. is actually based on a pasuk in Hashem. The pasuk says ki achim yafri. We'll see exactly what that words achim yafri means. Yavoi kadim ruach Hashem. It will come a Easterly wind, Ruach Hashem, Mi Midvar Oila, the Yovush Mikore, the Pasik says, what we'll do, it will be Yevosh Mikoro. What does it mean, Yevosh Mikoro? Zumakare Shalisha. So that is ruining the Vlad inside Isha, Yevosh Mikoro. Then it says, Vayechrav Ma'ayano, it will be Machriv the Ma'ayan, Zeshiv Chazesh Ma'isha. So that's not even a Vlad, it's even earlier stage. And then it says, "Who yishase otzar kol klichemda?" That's Margolit Shabayam. That's referring to a pearl, referring to a jewel. So that's how he dashes the pasuk about this ruach kodim. Amarava ede surahu. This is a pishtikal Torah that we heard from the people in Surah. The Daiki Krals. People in Surah are very much into dashing psukim and dashing it in interesting, creative ways. So this piece of Torah came from them. What's the beginning of the Pesach? What does it mean that this wind is between brothers? Brothers means things that are connected. It is Yafri. It sounds like a lotion of loosening. Samarava means If you have a handle attached to a hoe that you use for plowing, so the handle is attached very hard, obviously very tight. This wind will ruin it. Either, Rashi says, either because it will dry it up, and therefore when things dry up, they loosen, or just be a strong wind, and it will loosen it that way. So it's Benachim, things which are attached, Yafri, it will loosen them. from another a nail in the wall, it will become weakened. And if you have a a, a, uh, a basket that is woven with reeds or some stick in there, Rafi will be. Whether this has other uh, more supernatural explanations, probably it does. But on the Pashmashat level, we're talking about the nature of this wind. Hadar Allah, Kol Haget, Agut